0: There are some things in life that take a lot of effort to make, are made with quality in mind, and are really, truly premium. I'm talking about things like shoes that were handmade by an actual cobbler, or a coat that is so impervious to weather that you feel safe when you put it on. Some coats, like maybe the one your grandpa used to wear hunting, are so well made that they just look better the more wear and tear they get. Some expensive sports cars, too, have a certain purr that just sounds expensive. We may not always have the money today to buy these luxury items we desire, but there's no doubt that we respect them for their beauty, quality, and craftsmanship. There's not much like that on the cannabis market so far. Most products are whipped together and put on the market as quickly as possible. That's why we see so much uncured cannabis flower out there and why some vaporizers are so unsatisfying to hold. Today we're focusing on one of the few cannabis products anywhere in the country that drips luxury and craftsmanship. You are listening to Shaping Fire, and I am your host, Shango Lose. Today we are going to profile Lyra Kanagars. Now, I want to be clear that this is not a paid spot. I'm focusing on them because of their leadership in the industry and because I'm just totally a fan of their attention to detail. Today's guest is Ariel Peope, founder of Lyra Canagars. Lyra's Canagars are handmade, contain ultra-premium ingredients, and have a style and price to match. Welcome to the show, Ariel. Hey, thanks for having me. So Era, you know, in an industry when so much retail packaging is ugly and we have to question the quality of the cannabis contained within, you know, it's encouraging to come across a product like yours that is not only beautiful but also packed with top shelf cannabis. Why did you decide to serve the ultra premium market instead of the mass market?
1: Um because there's a lot of labor put into creating a canagar and so it's like impossible to make it cheap and for somebody to be paying that amount of uh, four hundred twenty dollars for our six inch canagar, you know, you want to make sure you have premium cannabis and no complaints. Um, I don't want to sugarcoat crap, you know. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <did laughs> that's
0: just my thing. Did, did you did, were you excited about the ultra premium market because you wanted to reach out to that particular audience, or is it just because you are a connoisseur and you really only wanted to work with ultra premium inputs?
1: Uh, kind of, kind of both. I just saw, I just saw an opening for it because um, nobody was really marketing their products that way. And there, there are a few, but I just felt like this this Canagar would would set a garden apart, especially if they have premium product. And if people want premium product, they'll pay the money for it. So.
0: It's nice to uh to you know be in a position that you're in where you're not really competing on price you know so many uh you know cannabis product folk they're all trying to get the cheapest inputs possible so they can get their price low so the maximum number of people can buy it but you know i I've, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time I actually prefer you know not having the cheapest um product in the market because there's a there's a certain satisfaction in providing quality and that sounds to be your approach as as well
1: yeah yeah because um there's there's a there's a couple counter companies that i'm starting to see uh show up which is pretty cool what i was expecting but when i started my brand i i I told myself look i'm sticking the premium quality uh, materials solventless oil and that so it was it was a big challenge trying to perfect trying to find that perfect garden that that met those um qualities there came a point where um I did get uh laid off with a job and I I I was desperate and all these gardens that I was meeting weren't meeting my expectations and I almost jumped ship and just went with it and just hopefully (laughs) hope that my can of gardens would work out but i was like still worried because um, the quality wasn't that great but luckily a uh, last minute um an opportunity was brought to me by by gold leaf uh, they, they contacted me i was like oh my god these guys are like perfect all organic and they care about they care about the product that they give their um that their customers versus like you can tell when you look at other gardens they're just all about creating large yields and making that profit and i, I didn't i didn't I didn't want that with my brand.
0: So, as far as how you judge quality, I mean, obviously, all of the legal states are having issues with pesticides in all different flavors. But what were you looking for uh, that you would call quality flour to go into your canagars? I mean, what were th- what were the standards you were looking to have met that you didn't really see ha- being met until you met Goldleaf? Leaf?
1: Um, I was just looking for a good garden that cared about their customers and they grew organic and didn't use any like crazy pesticides or um and they had good flour um
0: do they make yeah, your just, do they make your rosin as well or do you do that in house
1: no we we make the rosin also well also we get a uh, my friend which is crazy uh he he started working after me we've been like best friends since high school uh his name's uh he, he he runs Polar Ice Track, so he's good for making like full melt bubble hash. And he created the hard press um, rosin press, and he started working there. So now we get we collect his bubble hash and we, we press that into uh, rosin for our canagars. So everything's solventless. Everything's handcrafted. Um, there's nothing. Uh, I try to make sure that there's nothing negative people can say about our products.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I first found out about your canagars and I was looking into them, I'm like, wow, these are incredible. And, you know, if you just would have used, you know, premium gold leaf, um, flour, they would have been amazing just in and of itself. What, what possessed you to go ahead and put dabble rosin oil in there as well?
1: Uh, cause, uh, the more, the more concentrate you put on there, the slower the burn and plus you get more flavors and, uh. Yeah, people love Rosin now. Rosin's like the new thing since um since people are trying to be clean with their with their cannabis now. So I, I just I, I looked at it like this. When I when I before I got into this, I saw I saw what was going on with food. Everybody's talking about non GMOs, this and that, and then you see the cannabis market booming with like hydro setups, cocoa setups, just feeding bottled nutrients and I was like, well, these guys are trying their best to make their money, but nobody's really trying to create that premium product where where you let the plant grow the way it's supposed to be grown, you know, with living soil. And and gold leaf is the only garden that I that I know of in Washington State that that can provide that and we we're stuck with them. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy. It's just like wow, how did that it was like a perfect match. Like a I told you if I told you the story from beginning to end, well, it's not the end yet, but like everything is just falling into place somehow. I don't, I don't know how, how it happens, but you got the top uh, flower producer in Washington, not the top flower, but premium uh, flower producer in Washington. And then one of the premium uh, bubble hash producers in Washington and also started his own rosin press. Um, And then now you have us, the Canagars, all under one garden. I mean, like What garden do you know in the world that has that that, and, and can say they're clean green?
0: Yeah, right? And then, like, that's where you get the whole ultra-premium vibe behind it. And, you know, it was actually about a year ago, actually, like, very much a year ago that I first got turned on to Goldleaf. Um, uh, we were on our way driving down to Emerald Cup, and uh, Aaron Varney of Dockside was in, the, was in the van with us. And he whipped out some of the Goldleaf Tangy, which is just, like, insane, <laughs> you know? Like, like if you smoke Tangy and go in somewhere, you don't smell like weed. You smell like Tangy. Tangy, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And it was like, you know, and their packaging is nice. So so yeah, if you're going to be stuck with somebody, those are good folks to be stuck with. So, yeah. um, that's an interesting point you made though about how adding the rosin oil slows the burn on the canagars because you know we all know that that you know when you're smoking a joint, it can run uh, or it can or it can burn down faster than you want to, and mm-hmm. I can imagine that um, when your canagars are lo- are you know big and long, and uh, and you're passing it around a, a Bunch of folks because you know your your canagars can just <laughs> they 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 they're, they can serve a lot of folks. I can imagine that having the rosin in there so that the burn is slow is a really good thing. Uh, about how long does a, does a typical canagar you know last? I mean they've they've got to be more than you know twenty minutes, right?
1: Uh, oh, oh yeah, most definitely. Um the the corona the six inch one uh, can last from I've heard from five to six hours. Uh, I had a I know of a couple that took it to Fiji and that's all they brought and it lasted them for two weeks. So oh they just God. took drags right in there. So I know the the longer ones, they burn a lot slower than the, than the petite ones. I don't, I don't know what, why, maybe because it's just longer, but when you first light the the tip of the longer ones, like you don't see it budge hardly ever
0: till like it gets,
1: it's, 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 a, it's crazy. Um, you got to experience it to like understand what I'm talking about. It's, is amazing so once once I figured that out, I was
0: like damn i got i gotta I gotta brand this and I gotta market this so so what right. what sizes do the cannagars come in and and do you see them uh being sold to different niches in the market
1: um so we have we have our petite corona, which is uh eight grams of flour and two grams of rosin and it's uh wrapped with the cannabis leaves that one is uh retails for three hundred dollars. And that's around four inches, and then our our big one is the Corona, which is six inches, twelve grams of flour, and three grams of rosin. That retails for four hundred and twenty.
0: Um, <laughs> it's it's interesting because like at first, you know, some people get sticker shock off of the price because it's like, oh my god, four hundred and twenty bucks. But then when you see it on you know like your instagram or something you see that there's this beautiful Kanagar and it's and it's wrapped with multicolored leaves and it's in this beautiful packaging and you know um uh how long does it take to make say for example a corona cuz obviously there's a lot of of hand artisan love going into it
1: mm-hmm. yeah it takes a, it takes around an hour and then um up to 3 to 4 weeks to cure
0: one of the flourishes that really makes the final product look, you know, really regal is that, you know, you you, you seal the ends with purple wax. Um, what brought you to decide that you wanted to do something extra like that?
1: Uh, man, because when I was in medical, man, like <laughs> packaging was horrible. Everybody had horrible packaging. They always talk about how great of a product they had. Like, buy my, buy, buy this, it's, it's the greatest, it's fire. And then they throw it in like a Mylar bag. I'm like, come on, dude, like show that you care <laughs> show that you care about your customers give them the full experience and i'm all about that like uh the from from the first visual appearance to f- unwrapping it to like everything just I, I want my customers to get that full experience you know cuz people remember that <laughs>
0: Totally. That's a good point. It is an entire brand experience, especially since I would imagine a lot of people are using these for for celebrations. So we're going to take our first short break and be right back. You are listening to Shaping Fire. As a business owner, you are incredibly busy. In reality, you are responsible for everything your company does. You have so many responsibilities every single day that often you just don't have the time to really dig into something as deeply as you'd like. You know there is more that you could do to reach out to new customers and to encourage loyalty in the customers you already have, but you certainly don't have the time and you're not ready to hire someone full-time for that role either. For you, I recommend Blunt Branding. Blunt branding principles Kirsten Nelson and Anthony Garcia are focused on improving your bottom line. You know, most marketing firms are excited to make your logo, packaging, and website very pretty, but they leave responsibility for improving your bottom line up to you. They don't want that kind of responsibility, but that is pretty much the most important part of marketing, right? Kirsten and Anthony will help you engage new customers, funnel them to your point of sale, and keep them coming back to you and telling their friends. No doubt, this is a paid commercial spot, but that does not mean they bought my opinion. I've worked with Blunt Branding on three projects now for various clients and every single time they have done more than they have promised and over-delivered on results. I love how they generate new revenue and focus on that as the goal instead of just making me a pretty logo. Similarly, every friend I've referred them to has come back to thank me, and that just does not happen every day. So grab a pen and paper because the website address is coming. If you want someone to implement marketing programs that feed your bottom line, give Blunt Branding a call. They will share proven techniques to increase your audience and generate sales while using cutting-edge technology in the background that make all of this easy, automatic, and trackable. Go to shapingfire.com forward slash Blunt Branding to find out more. You can also click the link in our weekly newsletter, Blunt Branding, Marketing That Makes You Money. Welcome back. You are listening to Shaping Fire. I'm your host, Shango Los, and our guest this week is Ariel Peope, founder of Lyra Canagars. So before the break, we were talking about the, the artisan craftsmanship that goes into making these and how you know these take you know an hour or more to make and all of the very ultra-premium ingredients that go inside. Um, did you already have a pre-existing background in uh, making um, uh, Cigars and such, or did you have to teach yourself how to do this?
1: Uh, I I kind of taught myself. Like, I saw people doing the uh, canagars with the with the string method, where they form the cores around the the skewer, and it just I mean, it, it looked awesome to me. The first person I saw do that was uh, an artist called Afku, Afku Head, um, and he's the one that like blew my mind with these canagars. Like, well, you can actually make canagars with 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 cannabis and i I just watched how he did his thing but um i thought in my head i was like there's no way this could be uh done in full-scale production because like that would take hours to like slowly twine a buds around a skewer um so i didn't i didn't even bother doing that but i was just always in my head trying to figure out a way to speed that that core process up cuz building the core a clean core is the, the biggest foundation to creating cl- uh, clean canegars and um my buddy i, I told my buddy um uh, the hard press guy um uh, he was uh, he also got fascinated by the canegars and he got into it but he was still doing the string method and i was like eh, there has to be there has to be another way around this cuz i'm not doing this thing with string <laughs> this is not going to sell to like a garden or anything if i told him i wanted to go into business with this so uh, he he later on uh, as he was rolling these cannon guards he just quit because he said it was just time consuming but he he told me a tip he's like you know what if you're going to get into this try this method it might work and uh, sure enough i took off with it i was like yep this is it this is this is, what, this is what it takes to to make these cannon guards and, and production and full-scale production and So I just attacked it (laughs) Once I figured it out
0: and, and that was just abstract enough of a description to let us know that uh, you've developed some best practices that are now your trade secrets, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, did, when you were trying to figure out um, how to make the, the production as reliable as possible, um, did you find that you were just doing trial and error? Or did you go back and, and research how cigars are made and then kind of like cross-apply that manufacturing technique? Or did you not even really bother to go— to how tobacco cigars are made
1: oh man i watch man i gotta love youtube because i watch so many youtube documentaries and on how they roll can uh rolled cigars and just because you only need that one little tip to just spark that idea in your head and man i watch hours and it only took me like a minute of all those hours that i watched to figure out like certain tricks on my can i mean if you really want to figure out how to roll a can you'll you'll get it but if you're just going to keep bugging people, they're not going to tell you their <laughs> trade secrets. So that, that's that's how that's how I am with a lot of things. Like I don't have patience for people to teach me stuff or do stuff for me. So I like to figure things out on my own, which is why – which is a cool thing how I got into branding it and stuff like that. Because I, I got uh, – I taught my – well, I didn't teach myself. I went to school for graphic design. And I have a little like uh, photography skills. So I figured I'd just combine that and help brand my – uh, help market my product.
0: Well, for you free. <laughs> you certain you certainly have an aesthetic quality, I mean because the whole package from from, you know, from your Instagram and 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 showing the pictures to to creating the product to all the way to to the displays that you make for the stores, I mean it's it's an entire ecosystem of gorgeous which which you know, it's probably demanded to be able to get the the, the prices that that you're asking for. Um, you know, when when you are um, having so much success, I can imagine that you have to continually add more folks in manufacturing rolling. And, and you know, you spent all of this time kind of being mentored by YouTube and trial and error. Do you find that it's challenging to teach the new hires how to do this properly? And and do you find some people that just don't have the chops for it and you just have to like get somebody else?
1: Um. Well, right now I just taught. Talk- I've taught my brother and then uh, my wife and uh, also my sister-in-law how to roll, and my brother only took him like a week to learn. And same same with the girls; it took him like a, a week or two. And once you get into it, you're you're, you're flowing after that. Um, the the real The real problem is is like streamlining the whole process, like making sure that we always have like a stock of fresh leaves that we can use, or making sure the rosin uh, is always there and the flower is always there. But the biggest The biggest pain is is the leaves because you can't just use all the leaves. You got to use the nice ones, you know, and um, out of all the leaves we grab, you only use like a small percentage of them.
0: One of the things that is especially cool about how the Kanagars look is that um, a lot of them have got two-tone leaves. And, you know, we all love how, you know, different ladies express themselves in the leaves, especially, <laughs> you know, if it's outdoor and fall time comes, you know, and they start, to, they start to change color and that's gorgeous. But, you know, it really adds to the, the artisan vibe of it. You know, you can, you're reminded that this is a product that's from nature and that these are being made by hand when they're not, you know, uniform, all the same each one of them you can almost uh you can see the variety of nature in that and i think people really dig that
1: yeah yeah that's what I, that's what i've heard like when i first got into it's it like is there i always thought like should there be a way we can make these like perfect so they look all the same and then a lot of people are like no they, it looks it looks original like each one looks unique just keep it that way so i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: with your relationship with um with gold leaf, uh, did that come with a distribution deal as well? Or are you out there going to retailers yourself, trying to uh, encourage them to carry your product? Um, well we,
1: we, we don't have enough product to supply um, the retailers uh, so we, we only work with certain retailers. Um, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right on.
0: <laughs> so, um, so uh, you know, are you planning on uh, uh, on increasing your production? Is that the idea right now? Is that you're setting up, you know, best practices and figuring out how to do it, and then scaling up, or or is it you know like, hey, you're already using everything that that uh, Gold Leaf has available, and and you're kind of uh, restrained because of the the inventory of quality inputs that are available. Um. Uh.
1: I'm kind of in the middle of that right now, trying to see which direction I I should go with my company. Um, I I have some advisors that I'm speaking to that will help me uh, find direction because, you know, business is all new to me and doing this is all new. It's crazy. I'm like doing everything and uh, I I thought about like either licensing out my brand and uh, to other states. Or even getting my own facility to to a bigger market, such as California or maybe New York or something like a, I don't know a large a large market like that. Um, are people already asking actually.
0: you about the licensing? You know, are you already fielding calls from people who want to know yeah, your best practices? It's, it's,
1: I get a lot of messages about, hey, come here, come there. Let, what? Can, how can we carry your product and this and that? It's like a lot of people don't understand. It's you can't push these out like joints and bullets or whatever they're all handcrafted so um a lot of investors they get um when they they look at that they they want to see a big return with these um with these but with the large with large volumes but you you can't you can't do that you have to you have to respect it as an art cuz if you rush this you could ruin the product the quality of the product you know
0: yeah, and, you know, and people are only going to pay the premium price if it is actually a premium product. And I can imagine that um, all sorts of folks who are more interested in the margins than in the quality of the product would quickly dilute the quality of what you're putting into it, whether it is in effort or in inputs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our second short break. We will be right back. You are listening to Shaping Fire. Businesses everywhere are constantly striving to reach out to people through advertising. We all know, though, that trying to reach a cannabis audience with a quality message is pretty difficult. That's why many people choose to advertise on the Shaping Fire podcast. Advertising on this show allows us time to talk about your product, service, or brand in a way that really lets people know what sets your company apart from others. Bold people who own companies know that getting into a relationship with their customers is essential. That is what we offer. We will explain your service or product and what sets it apart as desirable and help our audience get in contact with you. It's pretty simple, really. Advertising does not have to be all whiz-bang, smoke, and mirrors. Nowadays, I find that people prefer just to be spoken to calmly, accurately, and with good intentions. If you want to make your own commercial spot, you can do that, too. Because the podcast is young but growing at an exceptionally fast rate, If you become an advertiser on the Shaping Fire podcast now, you are going to pay a fraction of the cost we'll be asking for in just a few months. And yet everyone listening both now and to the back catalog of interviews later will hear about your company again and again for years. It's a great deal for you. Pay a small amount now because the show is new, but take advantage of the huge listening audience we will have forever. Do yourself a solid and contact us today for rates on podcast and newsletter advertising. Email hotspot at shapingfire.com to find out more. Welcome back. You are listening to Shaping Fire. I am your host, Shango Lose, and our guest this week is Ariel Peope, founder of Lyra Canagars. So before the break, we were talking about how much time it takes to make one of these canagars and how huge the demand is and and that you really can't meet the demand just because you you can only put out so many of these while keeping the quality high. Um, It would seem to me that a big reason for your success is how gorgeous your social media feed is you know do you have a background in social media or did you hire somebody on i mean what what's the secret to your special sauce that 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 just makes your stream so gorgeous
1: um no i don't have uh, any background in uh, social media i i just been watching how other brands um do their social media like well f- for one i know my guards were very limited so i try to like model off of like um clothing brands such as like supreme how they do their their marketing in uh nike just just showing little snippets of of the product and hyping people of what's that what's that or you know um i just would like to i just like creating hype (laughs) and i i want to change the i just want to change the the also the the lifestyle of uh the the image of the your cannabis user you know it's just people think so negative, uh, about people who smoke cannabis. And I want to change that. There are like successful CEOs, uh, business owners that smoke cannabis every day, but they don't like to admit to it. But now that they have my product, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I smoke cannabis. This is what I smoke. And and people look at it differently. Like, Oh, what is that? And it's, it's crazy. Like I I did my first wedding and they ordered like 20 canagars for their wedding. And like, whoever thought about having uh, cannabis at their wedding like that is, um, it, it's, it's crazy. It, cer- <laughs> but, it
0: certainly makes it a lot easier for, for, you know, wealthy, I mean, wealthy stoners, if you will, to identify with your product, right? Because, you know, so much of cannabis marketing is like big clouds of smoke and people, you know, you know, let's just say not, not acting in an you know, premium market kind of way. Let's say, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and so and so, you know, and your stream is filled with you know people who are having some success in their life, and they're all like, you know, I I work hard and and i deserve nicer things because i you know i put in so much effort and so and so i'm enjoying this this canagar with my friends on a beach because we can do that i bet you that that market is is not only large but really grateful to have something that speaks to the amount of effort they've put into their own lives
1: yeah it's 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 crazy it's just seeing people from all walks of life uh, interest, uh being interested in these canagars like even people like uh, – I, ha- I have a lot of cigar aficionados uh, messaging me. Um, some of them, they've never tried cannabis before. They'll be like, oh, that that is a great product that you have. I've never tried cannabis, but if that was in front of me, I'd definitely smoke it. Or you had that cigar smoker that just uh, – they, they always tell me like – I grew up smoking weed uh, in my high school years, but as I, as I advanced – in life, you know, I came home and I s- smoked blunts and joints or out of a bong. It, it, it just seemed like it never grew, cannabis grew up. And now that you've created this um, more mature side of cannabis, I want to start smoking weed again. <laughs> <laughs> right so on. it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I always ask people, like, I've, I have a lot of friends that used to be big stoners in college or this and that. or And then they tell me they just grew out of it. I was like, what do you mean you grew out of it? Like, you still drink. Nobody, nobody just, Grows out of drinking unless they just want to quit due to health reasons or something, and uh, so I want to know why people want to quit smoking cannabis. And they just basically told me they just they just they just got tired of it. Just they didn't feel like they're advancing or anything. So. Now I got that top shelf product where they're like, yeah, I want that. That's that's something that I want to look forward to this weekend or for the celebration or, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is certainly a desirous thing, you know. I mean, uh, there aren't a lot of products in cannabis that I kind of fetishize over, but you know, I've been following your Instagram free for a while now and I'm all like, oh, my precious, you know what I mean? <laughs> I see these things and I'm like, oh man, I want one of those for myself. They're cuz they're they're they really are, you know, they're an art object as much as they're a smokable thing. When you were when you were mentioning these folks who you know you know toked back in college or whatever and then they got into business and they haven't toked in a long time now they suddenly do i bet you those folks need to be careful too because going from like toking you know all these years ago in college to suddenly (laughs) hitting a tangy and rosin kanagar i mean one hit could you know put a novice away
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well well it's crazy too like when you smoke these kanagars like you're super super high like but um you're not tired, uh, which I don't understand. I've I've smoked, I've rolled it with Indicas or, or sativas and you're just not tired. Just, you're just super higher. Maybe just because I'm around uh, people. Um, I know for one, when I smoked the Tangy, like I'm, I'm very high. And a lot of people are just talking, joking around. And it's, it's, it's a cool thing. Cause like, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's really a product that's meant to be enjoyed with like, Everyone, or or
0: maybe just intimately, or you know, it's just. Do you find that most people who buy it are buying for celebration? I mean, do do you even come in contact with your customers? Do you know who's buying them?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of people buy them for celebrations, or then I have, I have those customers that just smoke them right as they get them. I just <laughs> 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 that was the funny thing. Like when people would pick up uh, uh Alira, they would. They'll be, oh, thank you. And then they just crack it open right there and light. I was like, no dude, save that for like a special occasion. I was like, (laughs) I I could just buy another one. I was like, okay. And you got money like that. (laughs)
0: He's like, damn, man. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I aspire to that as well. So it, yeah, and so, you know, some of those people, they're coming to get your cigars from all over the place. We've got to talk about your recent canagar sale. You sold a $3,600 Canagar through uh, Diego Pelser retail store there in Seattle. It contained 21 grams of Gorilla Glue Number no. 4, 4 grams of Peppermint Cookies Rosin, and was wrapped with two-tone canvas leaves. Dude, who the hell bought that?
1: <laughs> I-, I can't really say, but... Uh the person that bought it flew in, in in his private jet just just for that product.
0: Oh man, that's that's so baller. Did did he contact you or the shop ahead of time to say, "Hey, I'm flying in. Hold that for me?"
1: No, no. The the owner of Diego Feliceric uh told told me told me about it and I was just blown away. I was just was just like, "Wow, I didn't Wow. Uh, at first, I was just wondering who's gonna buy the the Guard, but someone had to fly in, in a jet to make a statement. <laughs> I was like, okay? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's it's,
0: it's funny. Crazy. It's funny too to see you know when when you were originally moving into the licensed market, um, you know via your social media, you were you were sharing with people like, all right, you know we're moving from medical to 502. Hopefully they like my stuff here too. And then you started posting um, you know images of sales receipts and you're like damn this is working and like everybody who's following you is like yeah and you know and shared in the astonishment that people wanted that kind of a uh a premium product but you know in in retrospect it's it's not really all that surprising i guess
1: yeah it's just i don't know i'm just it's, i'm just really amazed by all the the attention that i've been getting all the attention and the help that i've been getting with this product um a lot of people uh such so as like magazines and uh, websites have been asking for interviews with me, and or or they just place my product in their magazine for free, you know. And usually you have to pay for something like that, which is which I'm very appreciative for, um, because they see the image that I'm trying to do. You know, I'm not just trying to to have my product out there. I'm trying to change the stigma of cannabis, and and that's what that's what they see. And with this luxury market, it's it's working.
0: I think that's something that you know companies that are trying to do things the right way naturally will attract marketing. I mean, heck, even even from me, right? I mean, you certainly didn't pay uh, to be on the show today. I reached out to you because I've, I'm a fan, right? And uh, and when you make fans, you know, everybody wants to show you to their friends, right? So I think that's I think that says a lot about the efforts you went into to you know source quality organic material, you know, get the best rosin, you know, the fact that you're even hiring your 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 friends and families is really cool too you know you keep you keep that loyalty close at home and i think it sets a good example so thanks for being on the show today ariel this has been really interesting and hopefully it'll inspire some other folks to do uh to do businesses in their own area that is is, is just as righteous so lots of uh lots of success to you and lyra Canagars. oh thank you thanks for having me Ariel Peope is founder of Lyra Kanegars. You can find out more about Lyra Canagars at lyrakanegars.com. And Lyra is spelled L-E-I-R-A. But also make sure to follow their fabulous Instagram at forward slash Canagars. You can find more episodes of the Shaping Fire podcast and subscribe to the show at shapingfire.com and on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a positive review of the podcast wherever you download. Your review will help others find the show so they can enjoy it too. On the Shaping Fire website, you can also subscribe to the weekly newsletter for insights into the latest cannabis news and product reviews. On the Shaping Fire website, you will also find transcripts of today's podcast as well. For information on me and where I'll be speaking, you can check out shangolose.com. Does your company want to reach our national audience of cannabis enthusiasts? Email hotspot at shapingfire.com to find out how. Thanks for listening to Shaping Fire. I've been your host, Shango Lose.